1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I gave Elon Musk $11 yesterday, and my Twitter is blowing up today. I don't know if that's a good thing or it seems like it's a bad thing. I don't mean blowing up as in a lot of people are contacting me on it. I mean blowing it up as in I can't seem to get on it at all. Uh, so that's not good. Maybe Elon listens to the show and heard that I also got on the other thing. I can't even remember the Facebook thing. Threads. I'm on that thing too. Anyway, uh, Betty, my wife is here in studio. Uh, happy to have you on a little bit early today. Thank you, Craig. The reason you came on is because we went to go see George. Uh, George is a legend in Peoria. An He's absolute a celebrity legend. legend. And utterly deserving of his legendary yes, status indeed. because his life is amazing and ridiculous. And yeah. I bet you a bunch of people listening to the show already know everything about it that yeah. we're going to say. Uh, we're behind the eight ball a little bit on this. <laughs> yes. We shouldn't be. Uh, but I've, I've known about George now for at least... Well, I think I've known about him for a few years. I, I remember Greg Batten very early on when I got here, when I was producing for Markley Van, Ro- Van Camp and Robbins, uh, telling me how important uh, George was to the community and how cool of a guy he was. And I remember even making the joke to, to Greg back then, uh, years ago, I need to wear shinable shoes so I can go visit George. Yes. I need, or I should have just yes. gone without him. Who cares? I should have just swung by and said hi. He's an awesome dude. Uh, but why don't you start? You did some research on George and his brother. And so what do you want to say about him, Betty? Well, I, I read a little bit about, about, about their, their story, but I don't want to give a lot because uh, I want people to go and see sure. their movie. But uh, uh, his, his parents were from uh, Greek. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Greece. They, the, Greece, they struggle a lot back in the day when uh, the Germans were all around the area. And yes, he was at one point forced to work for Nazis, he yes. said, George. Yes. And then eventually he got, he was born in Peoria, and yeah. then he came back to Peoria yeah. after uh, the end of World War II. Yes. And he, at 15 years old, opens his first little uh, shop, which is just him, uh, and he just shines shoes. And I think he did that at like a local uh, restaurant of some kind. And he's just going from that point on. Then he's got like five or six locations. Uh, she he shines. hired people he too because he was like in a, uh, he was a lot of demand back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And shoe shines were like twenty five cents. Yes, he's shined over a million shoes. You've heard before at all the different. <laughs> yes. He's he's won like every local award, every honor. I think there's another recognition coming up for him in a couple months. Uh, obviously, the movie that's out is winning a crap ton of awards. Yeah, uh, George is an amazing dude, and he learned a lot from conversations yes. uh, from people about politics, and uh, he likes politics, so mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Like, yeah, I but realize. He, He's smart, though, because he said to us um, that if you want to know his political opinions, that's after the shop time. Yeah, yeah, In the yeah. shop, in the yeah, store, yeah. that stuff doesn't matter. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and, and he's got pictures <laughs> of presidents. I know a bunch of people in Peoria are like, yeah, we know this. We know this. George is the guy. Uh, he's got photos on his wall of a bunch of different presidents. He's got Reagan. He's got Obama. He's yep. got uh, Bush, yep. um, which I thought was really cool. Uh, there's so many uh, photos. Uh, it seems like everyone and anyone who's even notable at all uh, that has ever been through Peoria at any point has probably had their shoes shined by George. Yeah. It's that impressive. Uh, yeah. You wanted to say some stuff about Manny, his brother, too, right? Yeah, well, uh, Manny, I read about him a little bit, too. He was a lieutenant, uh, a police mm-hmm. officer, for 41 years mm-hmm. here in Peoria. So uh, it's sometimes like it's just like you see people like around uh, Manny or like George H. and you wonder what is behind their baggage, like They're, like all the story, sure. uh, all the stories that that they, that they have for sure. to share. Because yes. uh, you just see the people and you don't know anything about them, and they're just like a 
uh, I don't know, like a book of stories like for them to tell. And uh, I would recommend you something, Craig. Probably you need to interview him, uh, both of them <laughs> here in the radio know, station. I, I know, this I would be awesome. I know. I've been thinking about that forever, but I wanted to go into the uh, shoe store. Uh, well, the shoe shine. Um, I should actually say it correctly. Georgia's shoe shine and Hatter's head, world headquarters uh, before I pop them on the radio. But I'd love to have those guys on. I'd love to talk to them both, and we hopefully will see their movie on Sunday, too. Yes. This is really fun. It's really cool. My shoes are, like, amazingly shined. Yes. Um, So he's still amazing at the job after doing it for as many years as he's done it. And my other favorite part, I mentioned this as we were um, setting up to get ready for the show, is he asked, like, because he demonstrated to me after he said he was a listener. Because sometimes people say, like, oh, I listen to you every afternoon, and then they don't say anything about anything I talk about. And so I'm not trying to distrust people. It's flattering no matter what you say. Yeah. I assume nobody listens yeah. to the show sometimes. Knock on wood that that's not true. Um, but he goes, you're talking just yesterday about this woman, 90 years old. <laughs> yes. She made the news. Yes. She's all over the place. Uh, she started working at 16. She didn't take a single day off work. Yeah. She's working at, I, I think, uh, a cosmetic um, you know, stand in a store. And he goes, I started at 15, man. And yeah, I've been working until yeah. I was 92. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't seem to say it like he was trying to you know, disparage the other uh, person. But he was thinking to himself, Peoria radio host doesn't mention me when he talks about people who work a long time. I've been doing this a very long time, and I've been doing this very, very well for that long of a time. So he is right. Uh, George, 15 to 92, still going. Yes, yes. And actually, that's awesome. One of my favorite parts about his story uh, that I saw is when he had some heart or some health stuff happen. Yeah. The doctor was like, hey, please just don't don't work anymore. And it took him, what, like a week to be like, (laughs) no. And the doctor even told him, it's like, well, you cannot use your hand, one of your hands. Like, it doesn't matter. I can use the other one. Yeah, I'll just switch. Just switch hands. I need it. I got to go to work. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, Yeah, it is incredible. And the Peoria Journal Star is one of the places that covered that when that happened a few years ago and talked to George about it. And so there's a great video out there where he's like, I just I couldn't stay home and watch <laughs> yep. TV. What, what am I supposed yeah. to do? I got to work. Uh, so it's amazing. So thank you to George for being so kind to us and hanging out with us um, and shining my shoes like an absolute pro. Uh, we hope to be back soon and to have you on soon. And Betty will probably be part of the interview after probably. we both go see you the movie. Have me, yeah. uh, I know how much you love Britney Spears. And since you're here now, I want to ask you one thing about Britney Spears. She got slapped in the face. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I, have a, I actually have a Good Morning America audio to play here. Uh, she was trying to meet a brand new, uh, very young NBA player. Uh, Wemby is what they call him, or Victor Wembanyama. And uh, he's a new San Antonio Spur. And uh, she was trying to kind of pass the whole security team that was walking with him. And she was using a British accent, according to a witness. Uh, but she got slapped in the face by a security guard. Victor Wembanyama, the pop superstar, says that she was slapped by someone on his security team while trying to get his attention at a restaurant in Las Vegas. Eva Pilgrim is here with what both sides are now saying. Eva, good morning. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about this. Mm-hmm. Wembanyama saying he never even saw who tried to come up to him. He couldn't believe it when he heard it was Britney Spears. Spears responding, she says she understands needing to have security, but says that security shouldn't hit a fan. Yeah, I think she's right about that. Yep, Security 100%. should not, 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 a, not a smaller female fan, too, and Britney's not a big, giant yeah. human. Yep. So you, you kind of, like, hold somebody or, or you know, kind of usher somebody off to the side if you're doing security right. I don't think hauling off and slapping people is the right way to go about it. And the in, most interesting thing to me is I found some uh, Victor audio of him talking about this today, and he said that he didn't even give it a second thought because he didn't turn around, he didn't know what happened, and he didn't know the person was famous. So it took him to get, get back to his hotel after he had an enjoyable dinner to find out that his security team slapped Britney Spears. 
So that's just kind of crazy that it takes that long to figure out what even happened. Yeah, probably uh, they're going to be sued yeah. by Britney Spears. I actually I think don't. there might be charges. Yes. Yeah, they're actually submitting that over to, um, you know, people to uh, look into it, to investigate it. Uh, yeah, for the that's not right. Office, I mean, you yeah. can just like yeah stop people, but yeah. like slap or yeah. punch people yeah. or like yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of crazy. The one thing I was thinking though is eighteen-year-old um, French guy, famous basketball player in his own right, maybe not all that familiar with Britney Spears. There's a chance she's not yeah. quite as famous as she yeah. used to be, and that might have been one of the reasons. That I mean, happened. and some of like these famous people, sometimes you see them on the street. Like when we used to live in Chicago, we got, we got the opportunity to see a couple like famous people sure. that. They can camouflage easily with a crowd, and you don't even know they are around, you yeah. know? Well, I usually did. Well, you guys didn't recognize the athletes sometimes. Yeah. We'd all be in a group of people. Just, We'd all be in a group of people, and I'd see, like, Patrick Kane, famous Blackhawks. Yes. Uh, Rose I, from the Bulls. Derek Rose was in an elevator with yep. us, and I was the only one freaking out. Yeah, and I was like, who is this guy that you are freaking out? Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Derek Rose didn't even have his entourage with him. There's was a fancy, like, party we were going to the yep. um, top floor of a building on. It was me, you, a few friends of ours, and then Derek Rose just walks on alone. Yes. And I'm just like, that's that's Derek Rose. Yeah, Derek Rose. And everybody else was looking at me like, that's just, who who cares? And I'm like, he's an NBA MVP, <laughs> yes. people. This and we NBA. didn't know. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that was fun. All right. Well, thank you, Betty, for jumping on early. Uh, I know that the guys uh, at the Shoeshine, uh, George's uh, world headquarters, Shoeshine and Hatters, said that your words are too easy. So yeah, want... well, I have a difficult for you before I leave. Is okay. that okay? They want they okay. want me to they want you to give me more difficult words of the day. Could you say ilustrador de zapatos? No, I cannot say that. <laughs> uh, by the way, they told me I get the easy words wrong too, uh, George and Manny. So they're probably right about that. Luciador de zapatos. Oh, that's totally wrong, Craig. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> give me one more time. Lustrador de Lus zapatos. Lustrador de zapatos. It's better. Lustrador. Okay. okay, this is going to happen more. Lustrador de Zapatos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, boy. Oh, That's thank what you. Uh, uh, George is in, uh, yes. in Spanish. Yes. yes, yeah, he is a um, shiner of shoes. Yes. All right, I got it correct. All right, thank you, Betty. It's always a great job. <laughs> Lustrador de Zapatos. Lustrador de Zapatos. I'm saying it exactly the same. Quick break, <laughs> a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMPD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Once again, thank you to George and to Manny for being so nice to us. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff, as I always say, to talk about. And yet, I think the cocaine in the White House story might have broke everybody. It might not have just broken uh, conservative media and conservatives who've been talking about it uh, pretty much all week. It might now even be breaking, like, hard left-leaning media where they're like, wait a minute. They're telling us it wasn't in the place that we initially thought it was in. It's in a less trafficked, less accessible to tourists, if not accessible to a tourist at all, a part of the White House. And they're telling us they still might not be able to figure out whose cocaine it is. Even MSNBC is like, this doesn't totally make sense. I think the exact words they said is this is hard to believe, but I'll play some of that audio because it's breaking everyone. Everyone is finally saying the thing that I thought you should have been saying days ago, that there's just no way that you can't know whose cocaine is found on the floor of the White House. Like, think about that for a second before even to play on this audio and what that would mean for the capability of someone to 
try to attack the White House. And I don't want people to do that. I'm not saying it for that reason. I assume whatever security measures uh, they're going to claim don't exist, they're now going to claim do exist very, very shortly after uh, this whole story has become the viral thing it's become. And again, I'm pretty sure they existed the whole time. Uh, But anyway, uh, what I think is interesting, again, is just that simplistic idea that someone could get into secured parts of the White House or at least somewhat secured very close to parts like the Situation Room, incredibly secure parts of the White House, drop a bag of Coke on the floor and then just leave. And then they find it on the floor like, oh, man, who dropped this? Who's who? What, whose is this? Got to get it back to the owner. Don't have any other information. Like it's it's this is an impossible story. And so I think that anyone who continues to pretend as though this isn't a big deal, it doesn't really matter, it's silly, uh, whatever they, they think it is, or also that the we can't figure out whose cocaine this is answer makes sense, I think we'll have a lot of egg on their face uh, when inevitably this doesn't go away uh, like other things do, although maybe it will. Um, I heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins uh, without Robbins today. I know he was off, but I, I think it was Jamie that said it already feels like it's going away, and maybe maybe they are right. Maybe this is something that people just be like, ah, eh, we don't totally care. But cocaine was in the White House. I didn't even think I would say that sentence. I know, even though Hunter Biden lived there. But fine, here, let's finally play the audio. This is even MSNBC saying that they're a little confused. You know, the location of this is really important because it tells us um, as reporters and as people who know how this kind of White House looks and who goes where, who are the people who might have had access, right? You heard the White House continuing to talk about how the area in which it was found, um, though that's changed a little bit, um, was in a highly, an area that um, has a lot of foot traffic. Um, and this idea that there's the Secret Service is handling this, the White House has said, we're not talking about this, um, that you're looking at this map, this the West Wing, um, the, the kind of in the basement of the West Wing, as opposed to all these other areas that we've heard. Um, and we have been told political by Secret Service folks for days that we may never know who is the person who left this behind, dropped it, it fell out their bag, threw it away, whatever the case may be, um, which, you know, you, you talk to folks used to work in the White House, they find that a little hard to believe. There are a lot of cameras everywhere <laughs> in this White House. Um, and so they're, they're hopeful that, that- I, I love that because uh, that you can tell it's still MSNBC. You, you talk to people who used to work in the White House or anyone who has any level of familiarity with just how much surveillance does it already exist in this building. And it's a little it's a little hard to believe that they won't be able to figure out whose it is. It's just it's just tricky. It's that's it's all it is. It's just the kind of difficult thing that who knows uh, what we're supposed to do. Um, this is amazing. And, and honestly, and I don't mean to to say a thing that makes people think of a bunch of other things and uh, makes people all mad or who knows what. I actually never intend to make people mad on this show. Uh, I want to put that out there so you know that if you think that I, I jump on here and I'm trying to hot take you into rage as you're listening to the radio, I also don't care uh, if people get mad. If my intentions are pure, if I'm not uh, desiring to make someone mad and truly sharing whatever my opinion is and whatever the topic is, then if you do get angry, um, well, uh, it wasn't my intention, but I can't change the things I say because someone gets mad. That doesn't make any sense. That's bad for us. But anyway, going back to this story, going back to the cocaine thing, I love the fact that we're finally at the point uh, where even just slightly, even just a little bit, uh, people can look at this and say, well, if we let this go, if we just move on, if we just accept the answer that cocaine can be found in the floor and we don't have any answers to that, even though we definitely so- should – uh, maybe we're uh, looking away from way too many things. Maybe we're putting our hands over our eyes, uh, you know, putting, you know, whatever in our ears and just ignoring this stuff. 
And maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we can't. Maybe this is bad. And maybe politicians will just keep doing bad stuff if they think everything is in the dark. I mean, people do bad things in the dark, right? That's what they say. But the more and more that uh, the politicians or whoever it is, the people in charge, I get convinced that uh, the darkness is more and more of um, things than it used to be, the more bad stuff they do. And then just they look at us and they're like, oh, we have no answer to that. Uh, you don't need one, right? Can we move on yet? I have one other piece of audio I want to play. Uh, this is our president. I don't know what the intention of this 37 seconds is, although I think toward the tail end of it, he's kind of making a reference to hearing stuff in his parents' bedroom when he was a little kid. Uh, you be the judge. You decide if that's what he's trying to say, however he's trying to say it. Uh, but this has gone viral, uh, and I will go ahead and play a little bit of our, our president uh, saying stuff. And my the, the boys, quote, unquote, now the princess, my sister, had her own bedroom, <laughs> as she should have. But the three boys, were there, four, there were two sets of bunks in the other room. And there was a closet that ran as you walked down, you walked up the stairs, walked straight down the hall. You went in the, quote, the boys' room, the, the three of us. Okay. And on the left, there was a closet in that whole wall. All right. My parents' bed, headboard, was against that, where that closet was. Uh-huh. And every once in a while, rarely. No. My, nope. You could hear, you could hear sort of a restlessness Nope, nope, nope. I don't want to know any more of the story, sir. I would like this to stop. I would like to not hear any more restlessness going on uh, against the wall of the closet in the room that was the boys' room that was next to mom and dad's room and their bed headboard rested up against it. That is a story I need no additional details on, and I don't know why. Uh, this is a path that our president went down, and a lot of people are asking what exactly is the intention of those moments, and uh, yeah, I, I got nothing for you. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, after the break, we will hear from Greg Batten of The Morning Show. I try to talk to Greg or Dan uh, or Caleb, uh, the producer of The Morning Show, every single Friday on this program. Uh, we had Dan on earlier this week, and we actually haven't talked to Greg a lot in the past couple months. We've been uh, chatting with Dan a lot. Uh, so we will have Greg on the show uh, to chat about all different kinds of things in about six, seven minutes or so. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Every week on Friday, I try to do it on Friday, I talk to a Greg Batten or Dan DiOrio or Caleb Kelch. I've been chatting a lot with Dan DiOrio. I only think I've had Greg on a couple times over the last couple months, so that's way too long. Uh, Greg Batten, welcome back to the show, bud. Hey, everybody. I've been away. You have Where been. was I? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know where I was. I don't know. Who well, knows? to be honest, I, I realized, I'll just mention that real quickly for anyone that's been like, hey, I've heard yeah. a lot more Dan, a lot less Greg. For two years, I yeah. think I almost exclusively interviewed you for the Craig and Dan show. And I, I was believe like, that's right. I was like, man, I should do some some Dan chats. Uh, and Dan was actually yeah, very kind to... to be on during uh, Red, White, and Boom when we were doing our broadcast. So I uh, definitely, definitely need to get Greg on from our excellent morning show. How, yeah. have, things, how have things been going in the morning? Uh, pretty good, and I apologize for not being part of your big extravaganza at Red, White, and Boom the other day. I uh, hurt myself on vacation, and uh, it's a long story. But my leg on Tuesday, I, I ripped all my ham. I ripped my hamstrings up, wow. and um, and I was I'm not walking so good. I'm a little bit better today, but on Tuesday I wasn't walking very good at all, and I didn't want to get accidentally knocked over or something because I'm not very stable. Sure. And so I apologize for not being part of that show. It sounded great, man. It was really funny. I thank really you. Great. Yeah, no, um, I think that makes sense. If you tore hamstrings and stuff, you now have the injury that athletes have. So you, you can add that to the yeah. pot. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, later I'm, later I'm going to get Tommy John surgery. Hey, there we go. 
I think you'll start. Yeah. It'd be amazing if all of a sudden you can throw 95 miles per hour after that. Yeah. I would be very. Well, I'm already wearing. I'm already wearing his underwear, so it <laughs> seems like I, I should do that. I feel like it'd be the next Disney movie. Guy gets Tommy John, can throw 95, and it's a whole new rookie. Yeah. Thing. Um. Are you yeah. on? Are you on threads yet, uh, Greg Batten? Dude, I cannot. I can't pull the trigger yet. I am not. I while I do have a a Twitter account. I don't really get on Twitter much. I'll yeah. occasionally look around, see what's going on, and I never tweet. Um, I I haven't done it yet. Tell me about it. Have you done it? Well, I've done a little bit of both. So I'm on Threads. I also gave my first eleven dollars to Elon Musk because uh, TweetDeck I went know. away, and I like TweetDeck a lot, and I wanted TweetDeck a lot. And anyone that doesn't know what that is, that's a whole big thing. So I had to give some money at least for a month. Uh, if Threads takes off and has all the things I like about Twitter on it, I might stop paying uh, Elon. But I, it's funny to me. Uh, here's what I'll say about it. Um, it's very, okay. very easy to get on it if you have an Instagram. Uh, you basically have to just say yes uh, a certain way, and then it just imports all your information from one social media site owned by Meta to another one. So I think some of that 6 million or whatever people that are signing up for it is a little disingenuous because mm-hmm. it's even easier than it usually is to create that social media page and uh, totally forget about it. Uh, but what I think yeah. is funny is there's political conversations about Twitter and threads and all those things. And I never envisioned that when I was in college and Facebook came out and we used it to, you know, put up photos of parties or try to flirt with the cute girl you just met in a class. Like that's never where I thought social media was going. And so I think that that's interesting. And then also the fact that some people are saying they're scared that threads is a trap. And these are not political-minded people. It seems like young people because you have to delete your Instagram to delete your threads if you decide you don't like it. Oh, man. No kidding? Yes. That apparently is – yeah. Yeah, that's apparently tucked somewhere in the user agreement. And so people are now going on, of all places, Twitter and telling you, hey, before you actually sign up for threads, make sure to read all the things you agree to because the only way to kill the app is to not have an Instagram anymore. I, I will tell you this, I, and I also have an Instagram account that I never use or seldom use. And, in fact, I was only doing, uh, like, weird photos on Instagram. I was not even of myself. Sure. I would just see funny things, and I would post these funny pictures, and I called them. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was now, but but it, I, I'm getting a little exhausted. I'm getting a little exhausted by it all. I, I've noticed that my Facebook use even – has gone way down over the last six months because I'm just beat. I have fatigue. Sure. I'm just, I, I know right now I have, I don't know, 20 messages in my messenger, and and I have no desire to see what they are. Fair I, enough. Because, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, is that a, does that happen to you? Does that happen to you? Um, I don't know. The way I, I said it is, like, my um, social media mentality has remained the same since social media first came out and I was in college for it. I don't take it as seriously as other people do. I see the value in Twitter specifically since there's so much um, video and audio available on it that you can go looking for stuff and kind of find it quickly there. And I don't care if that winds up being a different app at some point. Um, but, yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's I, I probably have all of the social media apps I usually just – I have Truth Social. I have um, anything else that's – I think I still have a MySpace. I'm not sure. I bet you I do. And I just don't care as much. as. And I'm not telling other people how to think. I just add them. And then, as you said, I kind of forget about some of them. And I, I don't know. Uh, to me, uh, part of it has just been interesting to watch the 
the sort of media obsession over it and the discussion on how big it's getting. And then remember, right. it's just an app that we put on our phones and I say or people say dumb stuff on. I think my only thread so far is let's see if I use this more than Twitter. And uh, I doubt I will. I doubt I'll use it any more often. Yeah. And I, I only you tweet like funny? once every couple months. Go ahead. And what's funny to me is that um, who was it that I just heard the other day? A celebrity of some note. I can't remember who it is now, but they're like, this person's not on social media whatsoever. Wow. It might be Keanu Reeves. It might, it might be Keanu Reeves, somebody like that. And, and, and we look at people like that in two ways. A, we look at them as, wow, you're a weirdo. Or, mm, I wow, know. I really admire you. Yes, that one. I really admire you. And part, part of me is the second. I, I'm, I'm with you. Sure. I was like, I, I don't feel like I have to be on social media. Obviously, you and I are in the media business. Yeah. And so our job is, is to try to get people to listen to our radio shows. Right. That's our job. Right. And and so social media is a mechanism by which to do that. Yes. I, I get that part. But I don't know if it works. That's the thing. Well, I think I am more likely to have somebody on my social media who already listens to me. Sure. Uh, here, here's, I guess, what I would say about it. Um, I'm sure you know people in your life or you've talked about people in your life who are doing so well financially that if they lose their job or if they're not even – like, they don't care. Uh, usually people call that a bad word money. They're like, oh, you got bad word money. Yeah. You can do whatever you yeah, want bad word money. in your life. Right. I feel like some celebrities like Keanu Reeves have a bad word celebrity status where they don't need to try to hustle in the world of social media or anything else. He's not going to get John Wick 5 because he gets more Facebook followers. He'll be fine either way. <laughs> so I absolutely admire a Keanu Reeves for it. But I, I also do like interacting with my audience. If those are the only people who are there, I enjoy the back and forth. And so that's one conduit to do it. There's a lot of them. So I think that's something yeah. I also like in our industry about being on those places. But for the most part, it's terrible for us. And every study says, especially for kids, social media is, is horrible and causing problems uh, that you probably don't want. And so not being on it would definitely be the better move, it seems like. Yeah, it does seem like it. But I might I might delve into this thread thing. And So my best way to do that is to go through my Instagram account. You have to put the word thread or threads. You can uh, make it plural or you know singular right. into your Instagram search bar, and then it will pop up with a little admit one ticket you click on and then it opens the yeah. you know typical uh, app store page where you download the app i'm sure at this point you can probably just put threads into your app store and do it that way too yeah. but the the thing was right when it was first getting released that you actually search for it on instagram so it ties those apps even more together somehow um i think and that's what just imports all your data and moves everything over so like i had a username i had a password i had everything by clicking on one button because it just mimicked my Instagram stuff. So it was, got it, it was got interesting. It. Yeah. So okay. That, that's a way and to do I, it. And, and it worked and it works like Twitter. Like I could tweet directly to you at you if I want to. I think or so. I yeah. I, at you. Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't done much of that yet. I've just put up the one thread, as I said, and then sort of forgot about it. But I, I think it's almost, and I know there might be a lawsuit or there's talk of a, I don't know, who knows? I don't know how that technology. My, uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say my favorite story related to this, because I was thinking about, sending you a message and what that message would be what my first message to someone uh you got to make it special right you got to make I it special. So. yeah and it reminds me of a story a, a broadcaster who will remain nameless but you and i both know um he got his first phone and first 
a capable uh, phone to have a text. Yeah. His first text-enabled phone many, many years ago, obviously. And he asked me to text him so that I would be his first text. And I texted bad word, bad word. Yep. And I am more proud of that than almost anything I've done in my life. No, I know. I actually, I think you might have told me that story off air at some yeah. point. So it, yeah. it's definitely yeah. a nice move. It's definitely a very good you move. Were, I was given a golden opportunity, and I killed it. <laughs> I knocked that baby out of the yeah. park. Yeah, that's true. And to this day, he still he still tells that story. He he'll, he'll even tell it on the radio sometimes. He's a radio guy. That's fantastic. And it makes it makes me so happy. That's that is fantastic. I do not want you to send me my first message on Threads, and I don't want it to be <laughs> those words. I'll just put that out there that's on the radio I myself. Do. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, to I don't do. want that. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to decline. Okay. If I can. Uh, a couple other quick things. I like these a lot. Um, people are talking about the word cadulting, uh, K-I-D-U-L-T-S. These are people that are adults but still behave like kids. Uh, one of the biggest way in which you do that is you're still buying toys. And sometimes they say toys you didn't get as a kid that you buy as an adult because you wanted them and never got them. How, what is your response to the cadulting word itself or even just the idea of buying some things that you wish you had had when you were little? I think, uh, first of all, I had not heard that word. That's a very interesting word. Second of all, I like being childlike. Yes. I think a person uh, a person who becomes uh, uh, so enamored in the adult world that you don't see the joy, the wonder, and the funny, and the, and sure. the crazy of life around you, uh, you're going to get old fast. And toys, um, I, that's fine by me. I'm trying to think if there's a toy that I missed when I was a kid. I, I'll tell you what I still like to buy every once in a while, and it usually happens in the spring for reasons that don't it may, uh, I don't understand. Sure. I like a yo-yo. Nice. I like a yo-yo. Those I like a good. yo-yo. Yeah. You can buy a yo-yo for five bucks. A yo-yo. Uh, I at one point I was pretty good at a yo-yo. I'll still do that once in a while. I'll grab and then you know I'll I'll play with it for a week and then I'll put it in a drawer and then I'll throw it in the garbage or give it to yeah, Willis. Yeah, that's just gone. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I've done that but, a few but, times. But I. Okay. I like that, yeah. I've done no, that a few I, times I like with, that idea. with a Rubik's Cube. I buy it, I solve it, and then I forget about it completely. Um, a few more. Let's see if you're a cadult, uh, Greg right. Batten. Okay. Uh, these are all the right. top right. answers given on this uh, survey. Do you frequently frequently rewatch childhood movies or shows from when you were a kid? No, okay. I don't. Sorry. One, 0 for 1 on the cadulting. Do you watch cartoons at all? Watch any cartoons at this point in your life, Greg Batten? No, I do not. All right, it's 0 for 2. Remembering specific childhood products. Yes. 49% cadult in that way. Uh, quoting childhood movies and shows. Maybe you're not rewatching them, but you're still throwing yes. those quotes yes. out there. Yes. Fantastic. By the way, can I back up to the, can I back up to the, to the memories of toys? Yes. I, uh, I had, when I was a little boy, Whammo, the Whammo company, made a monster magnet. It looked like a monster, and it was real big. Awesome. And the monster's arms came down, and that's where the magnet handles were. And I remember the commercial, you could pick up a garbage can, a steel garbage can yes. with it and all that. I have three of those. <laughs> I have I, one, of, one of them, my, my entire adult life, one of them has been stuck to the support pole of my garage. Fair enough. That's every awesome. Day, every day when I pull in, I look at that thing. All right, yeah. I'll give you one more, and then I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, do you wear yeah. clothing with nostalgic styles or references on it? I feel like I can answer this one for you. Is that a yes or a no? 
I say no. Do you think it's yes? I feel like sometimes there's some references. Uh, that Maybe it's more like your old school radio shirts that I've seen you wear from time to yeah, time. Yeah, I it's wear not some childhood. Of those. Yeah. Yeah, and I do like, uh, and I would say childhood maybe maybe a little more like adolescence slash high sure. school. I still like that a fashion thing, like Paisley. Paisley was a big deal when I came uh, when I came up in high school. I have a couple of Paisley shirts. I like wearing those. Nice. And I guess that is the reason, a, a nostalgic kind of kid thing. All right. I don't. I don't think I'm a huge kid. I, now I got to work on that because I don't want to be old. I know you I were be advocating a- for being a kid, and you totally failed yeah. the adulting test. I did not do. I'm going to go buy me a squirt gun or something. <laughs> I love that idea. Uh, thank you, as always, for jumping on and chatting on the show. Uh, Greg, anything coming up, anything people should be paying attention to as far as podcasts go on the Greg and Dan Show? Well, we're doing this Deconstructing Downtown podcast with our friend Andy Driscoll. It's all about uh, the development of downtown Peoria. And on Monday's show at 740, we're going to introduce you to, and we've never met her, she is an entrepreneur of some note here in Peoria, and she's only 19. Wow. Awesome. That sounds like a must-listen to. Thanks, as always, man, for jumping on. See ya. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff to talk about, as I say all the time. Ron DeSantis was on Fox News. Uh, he said that uh, Governor DeSantis was on Fox News. He said that he's the one that corporate media, that a lot of actual people uh, don't want to be the uh, nominee. Uh, they are much more afraid of Ron DeSantis, according to Ron DeSantis. And actually, I think his his uh, campaign on Twitter, uh, DeSantis War Room, even put up a video uh, with a lot of people saying that DeSantis is worse than Trump or DeSantis is scarier than Trump. So he's not completely wrong about what he's saying here. I do want to play it, though, because I do think it's interesting. And I think about it more from like a political positioning standpoint or a messaging standpoint to right now the conservative voter because you're trying to win just the conservative voter currently as you're going through the uh, primary part of the election. So um, I'm not sure this is a winning message to conservative voters who are giving uh, former President Trump a whole lot of money right now because they definitely feel as though he is being targeted by a whole lot of people as someone that they don't want to be in the White House in the first place, whoever they is, if it's uh, the judicial system or you know other politicians or, or whoever. Um, so I, I don't think DeSantis is going to win over people by convincing them that he's the more uh, persecuted or more um, attacked uh, person uh, between the two of them. Well, I think if you look at the people like the corporate media, who are they going after? Who do they not want to be the nominee? They're going after me. Who's the president of Mexico attacking because he knows we'll be strong on the border and hold him accountable in the cartels? He's going after me. So I think if you look at all these people that are responsible for a lot of the ills in our society, uh, they're targeting me as the person they don't want to see as the candidate. And so this can I think there's a little bit more to it than that, to be honest. So I do think a lot of um, uh, messaging right now that's trying to convince people although you know what's funny about that Uh, because it's dawned on me and i'm sure it's dawned on you this is not a uh, amazing or intellectual take by any stretch of the imagination but what's funny is right now if you're paying close attention to the way that the political races are being covered not just run but covered anyone that's messaging a certain sort of disparaging uh, uh commentary toward uh, Trump and or DeSantis is really trying to just talk to the voter that's going to eventually decide between the Democrat and the Republican in the actual election. Uh, None of that broadcasting is, I think, really trying to influence the opinions of people on the conservative side of the aisle who are the ones that are going to decide 
between those two guys. I think it's everyone else who's trying to create that messaging uh, much earlier on and speak to anyone other than uh, someone who's actually making the decision. So, again, I wonder if that's why I think that this position of, you know, they're going after me more than they're going after him is just not going to work. Um, trying to make yourself into more of the victim or more of the attacked person in the world of mainstream media and whatnot, it's it's hard to beat Trump in that department, uh, given the amount of years uh, that people, especially those who support Trump, have felt that this has been going on. So, so it's just an interesting sort of pivot or attempt or whatever you want to call it uh, for me. Um, I'm going to move on to something sillier for just a little bit, and we'll get back to more serious news. Let's have a little bit of uh, entertainment here first, though, and then we'll actually we'll talk more about the White House and the cocaine situation uh, after 4 o'clock, uh, mostly because some of the questions that were asked to the White House press secretary again today are awesome. Uh, I don't know if the American people will continue to pay attention to this as much as I'll continue to pay attention to this. We will see. Uh, but the reporters aren't really letting it go. And, yeah, one of the best questions asked was from uh, the New York Post, which people are going to say is, is bias on the side of the aisle. But a lot of reporters still had a lot of questions. But that's coming up in a bit. Uh, other things, uh, stamps are going up in price. Uh, that's something that's happening uh, again. And I barely ever pay attention to the price of stamps because I, I barely ever buy stamps. When I go to the post office, I hand them something that I need to send uh, via the post office. And I say, how much is it to send this? And they just tell me. And I have no idea if they then put stamps on it or what's going on there. I don't know how the sauce is made, I think is the way I've been saying it. So that's fine. Just, you know, go ahead, do the thing. So maybe I am buying stamps, but I don't know. But they're going up. Uh, they were up. They uh, upped it to 55 in January. 58 was in 2021, 60 last year, and then 63 uh, this past January. So the first January I referenced was actually in, I think, 2020. Um, so it's continued to go up. Now they're 66 cents as of uh, this month. So how much are they going to be? Seven dollars. <laughs> I love that uh, question from a texter. Uh, you never know, man. At some point, yes, it could be crazy. It could go uh, crazy and through the roof. And then I won't mail stuff anymore. I'll just keep it. Um, other things out there that I thought were interesting, uh, there is a adult company uh, that is trying to utilize ChatGPT, a website that actually saw its first um, drop in users. Uh, ChatGPT has seen only increases in users up until, I think, uh, this past month. And they said they've seen people starting to wane on the AI technology, and maybe this is the road they're going to go. Uh, but there's a, a adult company. Uh, that is trying to find a way to use ChatGP to tell, well, adult stories uh, to those who want to hear them. So the Internet would write you a romantic, a romantic uh, trashy novel kind of thing. Uh, that's what they're saying here. Um, you know, something where you'd see like a, a dude who looks like Fabio on the cover is what the uh, company is hoping for. Uh, it's called ChatGPT Companion. I left out a word. I'm going to choose to leave a word out. Uh, but that's a thing out there. Not recommending you try it. And actually leaving a word out made it harder for you to figure out what it was. Uh, but that's that's what AI is already becoming. Uh, that did not take very long uh, for whatever that rule is on the Internet to apply to another thing on the Internet. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. It is first Friday. Uh, a buddy of mine, MT um, uh, Reagan, I think, is you're actually called by most people, right? Most people just go last name. Yeah. Okay. All right. 20 years uh, in the military, they did it. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you come in, you tease some stuff going on in the world that people can go to for first Friday, which is very art specific in our community, or at least you uh, focus on the art stuff going on. And there's a lot. So uh, what do you got for this week or for this month? Well, for this month, I was going to throw some stuff that's coming up just to prepare people also. 
but of course, uh, the Peoria Art, the Guild is open, Contemporary Art Center. Check out the Sunbeam Building, stuff like that. Those nice. are the normal places everybody hits. Yep. The kind of little more underground places, of course, Studio 606. You'll Which find I went a lot to. Of art there that you won't awesome. find everywhere else. Right. And, uh, I wanted to encourage people to check out the Farmer's Market tomorrow. There's some really amazing stuff down there. Cool. So if you don't make it out tonight and you're not a night person, be a morning person. Get out there and hit the Farmer's Market. You know it's ridiculous? I'm sorry to laugh while you say something that's genuine. Um, I, I now have, like, friends, um, and you have friends, and everybody texts my text line when everybody else is on. Uh, you text me sometimes when the guys from the VFW are here, and now Eric from the VFW is texting and making fun of me in a way that the audience isn't even going to get, Mark. They're, or, excuse me, Eric, they're not going to understand this. He said you always got a bunch of crap going on, and I should ask <laughs> you about all the crap you have and where all the crap is, and thank you, man, for all that. Uh, always looking out for his friends and checking on their crap. Yeah, there's so much crap going on up <laughs> the VFW. It's unbelievable. God, oh, man, this is just never-ending. Never yeah, uh-huh. kind of an inside joke. It is. It's, it's fine. all good. I still put it out there on the radio because well, they asked me we've to. Got, uh, we've got the the newest gallery is at the VFW in the Heights, and that's all 22 VA, 22 veteran artists' artwork. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so artwork that's made by veterans. We still have the Flutes for Veterans class there to teach veterans Native American flute on mm-hmm. Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to encourage people to remember next Friday also, Peoria Drum Circle up in the t- oh, uh, yeah. Heights Tower Park. So I went to that for the to, first time. Yeah, you're supposed to be ready for this one. Supposed to be flinging fire. Is yeah, a, what I don't know. Plan. What do they actually say? It's spinning fire. Spinning fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. You gave me a practice stick that I can't light exactly. and fire. Exactly. Yeah. And I I've been using it a little bit in my backyard, and uh, I don't think I'm ready. Is what I'll tell you. <laughs> well, we, we'll gauge it. We'll get you up there. Right, okay. They, I, I would like to do it. Also, um, besides the Peoria Art Guild, they yeah. also got the Fine Art Fair coming up September twenty. 3rd and 24th, so that's something to remember. Sure. And then uh, Ignite Peoria is one of my favorite events is going to be coming up, and that'll be Saturday, August 12th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm going to be at that. I'll have some more details uh, for listeners uh, later on, but I'm I'm probably going to be at it um, um, in a few different ways. But that's something I'm very much looking forward to. We're going to be doing a collaborative painting there, so bring Betty along so she's the artist in the family. That's a relatively new um, uh, creation, right, the Ignite Peoria group? It's been going on for a few years. Um, Everything got kind of halted whenever Mm -hmm. COVID hit, but uh, it's been going on for a few years. We've been involved with it since it started. Nice. Um, Since you're here and since you're uh, so closely tied to 22VA, uh, the art uh, group uh, that you started. Um, I wanted to talk about one other thing that you do every single month, and you always do it on the 22nd. And uh, when it was cold out, you jumped into the river. Uh, now that it's not as cold out, you have a dunk tank. Is that right that you're jumping into? I have a dunk tank that we're refurbishing, and we built a makeshift um, cold water plunge tank. So we're doing uh, doing something special. So on the 22nd of every month, we're still going to the East Peoria Boat Club. Uh, they've been sponsoring us, letting us jump in the water there. Mm-hmm. We go out on the beach, which is terrible because you've got to walk like a half a mile before it gets deep enough to sure. to dunk yourself. We get out you know, waist deep, do a push-up in the mud basically and, nice. and get out. So what we did is um, built, uh, build a tank, and we take it over to um, Charlie's next door, mm-hmm. uh, Sunset Cove, and fill it up full of water. It's like 250 gallons of water we put eight five-gallon buckets of ice in there. The water comes out of the ground at 55 degrees. Wow. So for the cold water plunge thing, uh-huh. uh, three minutes in ice-cold water three times a week is going to give you like a 25% dopamine boost. Wow. Reduces inflammation. There's all kinds of interesting things I'll post on our page about it. Wow. But I'm encouraging people to go there 
and do that. Um, that'll be at noon on the 22nd. There's yeah. going to be a big party thing going on, on the 22nd. I'll give you more information before that. Cool. Uh, raising money for taps and stuff out there. Cool. But uh, the whole reason to do it on the 22nd and the reason you highlight the number 22 so much is because why? 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And we've got a new thing coming up about that also. We're going to be doing something in coordination with, uh, with Goodwill to support Goodwill. This Goodwill supports veterans more than any Goodwill in the in the nation that I know of. Wow. Uh, but definitely statewide, this region, they have a, a veteran's home. Uh, they ask people to round up to the nearest dollar to raise money for different things. They get forklift training. There's all kinds of stuff Goodwill does. So we've decided to do something a little crazy so everybody can get prepared. I want you to save your receipts. Nice. Go to Goodwill. Find something to make art with. Find something to repurpose, a painting to repaint, uh, some canvas Know, whatever it is that's your artistic form, something you can make sculpture out of. We're asking to, uh, people to do that and do a $22 art show. So we're asking people to go out and spend $22, build whatever you want to build, make whatever you want to make. Uh, the place that we're going to be having the show is kind of to be determined. We're, de- we're dealing with uh, Peoria Park District. We're going to have a big show on October 1st. Awesome. And we're encouraging people to go and shop at Goodwill, find something to repurpose into some amazing artwork. Awesome. That sounds fantastic, man. There's a lot of stuff going on. As you said, there's a lot of stuff today and all weekend uh, that's really art-centric in the community because of uh, the fact that First Friday uh, highlights a lot of art in the area. I do highly recommend, uh, like you said, to find some of the, the smaller things going on because you do see some, some very, very cool. It's totally fine. You got some information. Uh, Here's some information. Yeah, yeah. and whatever. Because uh, you do see some pretty cool stuff, and, and you highlight some artists that maybe aren't getting as highlighted by some of the other bigger venues in town, um, which seems to have some meaning. Uh, to the people that you wind up being around. A lot of the artists are actually at that stuff. And Studio 606 is one great example. 22VA at Peoria Heights. Uh, VFW is another great one uh, where you just you meet someone and you talk to them about, you know, some art that's uh, pretty cool and not getting highlighted as much as maybe it should. So definitely a lot of recommendations uh, for stuff to do all weekend long. And the farmer's market is always great. Uh, you show up a lot in a, um, uh, in a um, kilt, correct? Yep, I'll yep. be Bringing a goat along with me. Okay, so my if, micro green tester. <laughs> so if you see a guy in a kilt with a goat, that's the guy that's on the radio with me right now. That's because there's not there's not usually two of you guys that no. show up. At the, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, thank you, Reagan, for hanging out with us. Uh, no thank problem, you for buddy. chatting more. A quick break. A lot more. Fourteen seventy one hundred point three WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Fourteen seventy. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Um, as I keep saying, lots of stuff to talk about and lots of things that our president has said over the last few days, which I find very interesting. Uh, I feel like I might be alone uh, talking about Ukraine, uh, talking about what Ukraine wants at the end of this conflict with Russia and how the United States at some point is going to have to tell Ukraine that we can't fund the thing that they want and that other countries probably won't fund the thing that they want. Uh, but if you listen to our president, I don't know when or if that conversation is ever happening. Uh, and actually, there's already reporting today, or maybe it even started yesterday, that we're going to give a bunch more money uh, to Ukraine uh, and actually more weapons to Ukraine, including weapons we no longer use, at least as far as I understand it. But here's something that Biden said. Uh, I think this was last night. I think we have to lay out a path for the rational path for Russia, for excuse me, for Ukraine to be able to qualify <laughs> 
to get into NATO. For Russia to be able to qualify, I mean, Ukraine to be able to qualify to get into NATO, because essentially they want this to end. Uh, that's that's what they are saying there. That's what Biden is saying there, is that if you put Ukraine in NATO at some point, uh, then it becomes Russia attacking a NATO nation, and then all nations have to respond in force. And so essentially that's the only way to kind of um, create a scenario uh, where Ukraine is now protected uh, from anything that Russia would be doing, et cetera, et cetera, and trying to end this conflict without telling Ukraine how to end the conflict. And I don't know. I, I just think it's so interesting that this conversation keeps happening the way it does and that the politicians in charge right now are incapable of saying something different, uh, mostly because they've sold it to you. Uh, they've sold it to the voters. They've sold it to the American people uh, that Ukraine is fighting a fight that I believe uh, that they should win. I'm not saying that I want Russia to win this conflict, uh, but because they've turned it into a, a voting message almost or a campaign message. Uh, you remember when a whole bunch of Democratic politicians went over to Ukraine and, and were in Kiev and did like photo opportunities during a war, which is just a weird thing for me uh, to see going on in the first place. Uh, but as all that's occurring, uh, you realize that this became a political component to the election and to, you know, essentially the, the campaigns of a lot of politicians. So the way in which they end it uh, can't allow for Ukraine to tell the American people that the United States is now a bad guy. So they're, I think, terrified of that. And thus they've put themselves in this position where we can't support certain things. But now apparently we can't tell uh, Ukraine that we can't support certain things for political reasons. At least it's my opinion. Uh, let's play some cocaine stuff. Uh, why not? Uh, it feels so crazy to keep saying that this is real, uh, that cocaine was found in the White House, and that at first we were told it was found in a very heavy, heavy tourist area. The location has now changed. Now it's the basement of the White House, and it's an area that's definitely not heavily uh, occupied by tourists at any point. And you would assume there's still a crap ton of cameras. Here is some of the back and forth with Corinne Jean-Pierre today. There has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked the question, as you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. Biden was doing absolutely no work. Biden's not even paying attention to anything right now. He's in the corner room that we always put him in where we lock the door and tell him to stay there and be quiet for a while. And he doesn't know what's going on at all. I feel like that's kind of what she's saying. Like she's almost trying to win the conversation that it can't possibly be Hunter Biden's cocaine by telling us how little work the president actually does in the last few days, which I sort of enjoy. But they kept going. Uh, reporters kept asking versions of the same question. And here's my favorite one. And I think this was the New York Post that asked it this way. Because asking, are the Bidens around at the time when you find the cocaine, is, I guess, different than asking, is there any chance that a Biden owns the cocaine? That's a much more specific version of a question. And that answer, to me, was hilarious because it, it wasn't direct. The answer wasn't, no, it's not their cocaine. It was more, I'm offended you ask, sir, or ma'am, move on to the next question. Cocaine again. But um, there was a question yesterday during the press gaggle with um, Andrew Bates that was, I guess... He said that it had, he, did, he was avoiding it because of the Hatch Act. I'm just asking again, can we just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So, <laughs> I enjoy it too. There. Um, mm -hmm. 
he mentioned the Hatch Act because the question was posed to him in the Donald in yeah. using Donald Trump, and so he was trying to be very mindful. Okay, I I hear you, but you're asking me a question, so I'm answering it. I like right there, you didn't hear it, but like the back and forth is like, come on, really? Like, really, you're going to go the Trump road? And then she's like, okay, hold on, give me another second. Um, And so that's why he said the Hatch Act. So I would, would, you know, have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly (laughs) what he was trying to say. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. So we're avoiding the question. Let's go to number two. We've answered this question, litigated this question for the last two days Uh exhaustively. All right. Um, You know, there has been some irresponsible reporting Uh uh, about the family. Yep. And uh, that's just wrong. I got to call that out here. I just got to call it out here. Did you ever say the words that it is not a Biden's cocaine? Do you ever say those words? The answer is no. Uh, She goes on and on and never says the words. No, no. Biden owns the cocaine. And I'm not trying to prop up conspiracy theory, throw the tinfoil hat for anyone that's like, how dare Collins say a thing that he can't possibly know. I wasn't in the White House. I wasn't around. Hunter didn't invite me to a a party uh, that probably would be insane. I'd go to a, a party with Hunter Biden. I would not say I would do it, but it would probably be something you might not live through, I feel like. If you've read his book at all, which I also haven't, I think there's a lot of details in there you don't really want to be around. Uh, but anyway, to go back to it, um, I think they're creating their own version of a potential uh, conspiracy theory or a potential drama here because the way in which they're not being specific is just odd. Uh, I heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins earlier today talk about – I think it was David Van Camp that said, you know – then maybe there's a fear. Maybe they don't have full information as to where the cocaine initially came from, how it gets into the White House, and if it changes hands before it's eventually dropped on the floor in the basement somewhere. And so part of that conversation really does seem to be a more confusing or more odd version of uh, just say the details the way that people are looking for the details. And then once you hear the details the easier way, uh, maybe people stop asking. But there's been questions about that uh, for pretty much an entire week, and it's been interesting to hear so, so many of them. Uh, just other things quickly, uh, kind of doing a little bit of a palate cleanser uh, before we take a break. And then Brett Brooks from 25 News uh, will be here to chat with us a little bit more, too. Uh, I do think some things out there that are just sillier or interesting. And actually, maybe Will Stevenson I will like this, as I know he likes a lot of TV. The top 10 TV-related arguments that couples have. Uh, this feels like a good topic for you, right? No? Yes? As someone who's... Uh, hold on. Let's go ahead and get your microphone on, Will. Speaking as a formerly married person, This is person, how I knew this Craig, was going to happen. I, yep, I know. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these conversations might have at one point happened. The volume being too loud. Uh, one person thinks it's too loud. The other person thinks it's too quiet. Have you ever had a fight really with anybody that for that? Problem, no. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, but only because I'm in radio and I think I'm deaf now. Huh? Yeah, there we go. Thanks for that, buddy. Uh, deciding what to watch is another one that they say that couples might actually argue oh, no, about. I was told what I was going to be watching. Yeah, me Craig. too. Yeah, I also did that like a like a <laughs> correct person. Uh, by the way, Brett Brooks just uh, grabbed a microphone. Do you have some uh, insight into this conversation? Do you want to share? Yes, I usually am one of the TV hogs, and I am very particular. <laughs> I do not like scary movies that are just too gory. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it when it's like a thriller. But if they're ripping people's heads off and you can see the blood going, then I just yeah. I no, I run. I think that that's just you know uh, grotesque a little bit like it's unnecessary mm-hmm. i yeah. like the the thrill of the alfred hitchcock version yes. like you don't see this stuff but yes. you hear about yeah okay i got gotcha. you i agree and, you, you... and then also there's a lot of arguments if you start the next episode sure before the partner is like back home from work because okay just... hold on i do have a i have a, like yeah, a judge's I have ruling. that argument before yeah. have you have you been mm-hmm. the other guy have you been the burn party yeah, there yeah, like somebody will watch okay. a certain someone would watch something before i could see it and then somehow we end up made to get sit through it and see yeah. it again later i, anyway. I have a judge's That's ruling weird. question about that though because there's, there's an aspect to it what if you pretend you haven't seen it 
what if you do watch ahead, but then you watch with the loved one and you don't ever let them know you've seen it already? Do you think anybody realistically would do that? I mean, come on. Because if there's surprises and things happening, yeah. then they're not going to be as surprised. There's, there's and someone going to be upset. Like, I want to yeah. enjoy this. You know, I want right. to be surprised like I look with you. Over and I understand. We were, we're watching a sitcom and I look yeah. over and she's already ready to laugh and uh, I don't know what's coming. I, I hear I hear both of the words you guys are saying. And I like how you think no one would do this because someone within this group of people broadcasting right now may have done it. Are you guilty? Huh? Maybe, are you telling yourself? Maybe a few times. And I know I know Betty listens I know Betty listens to the show, but I usually out myself after the episode's over. Like after we finish the episode, I'm like, you know, I, I saw this already. I can't she takes too long. You know, like sometimes <laughs> I have seven more episodes in me, and Betty has a night of sleep that she actually wants. So things change for yeah, both so, of us. Yeah, see, yeah, I like yeah. to go to sleep, and she just likes to keep watching episode yeah, after see? episode. Right. Yeah. yeah, so that's the way you keep a relationship healthy is you just lie. That's how, that's what I found <laughs> in that situation. Well, I, found, I found I just needed <laughs> to leave my ex-wife alone. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Ex, you said that. All right, yeah. cool. Quick break. A lot It'll more. It'll all be in my book. <laughs> Can't wait for it. What's the book called again? Uh, how to Strive for Mediocrity If You're Up For It. Okay, by Will Steve. Stevenson. That's hilarious. Thank That's you. A good title. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be title. it's going to be read by a lot of people. Uh, Will Stevenson it may or may not be a New York Times bestseller. Who knows? People are reading through half of it. Yeah, they yeah they'll, they'll sort of breeze through a little of it. But All right. I write short form news for a living, so it'll be more like a pamphlet than an actual book. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just put words in every few pages. Don't put them on every page. That sounds even better. Lots of illustrations. There we go. All right. Quick break. A lot more. Brett Brooks is here to chat about twenty five news. Fourteen seventy. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, my next guest, who was just hanging out a little bit ago, uh, Brett Brooks. I still have a list, actually, of more of those fights that happen in the world of TV plus couples. Uh, maybe we'll get oh, to yes. those because I, I feel like you have uh, more answers or more solutions to some I, of these. I'm a very TV movie person, so I watch TV differently to other people. I'm watching for a shot selection, character development, mm-hmm. writing. Things like that. Do you predict stuff while you're watching a TV show? No, I like okay. to watch. I I love to go into movies blind. Like okay. I, don't, I just want to know the name. I don't want to know anything. Yeah. Uh, my wife gets really mad because I predict stuff like that I think is going to happen uh, during. And I, these are not the shows that I've watched before her. That would be mean. But these are ones where I don't know what's going to happen with her. And like sometimes I'm right and then I brag and sometimes I'm wrong and then I just stay quiet. So are but, you talking during the? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the part she's like. Just every like when when the more dramatic thing has happened, I'm like, oh, this is what's going to happen. She looks at me like, please, not again. And I just it can't it can't stay in. It comes out, uh, Brett. Um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, let's talk okay. about some other stuff first. Uh, first, the Miss uh, Illinois Earth pageant uh, that is coming up. Yes. You are behind it. It is the uh, 15th and 16th, or is it just one day now? It's just the 16th now. Okay. Um, tell us about it. Tell us how people get involved, all that stuff. So right now, the Miss Illinois Earth is a beauty pageant competition focused on environmental awareness and, and advocacy. Mm-hmm. So I am crowning five title holders, five to 26 years old, tiny Miss, little Miss, junior Miss, teen Miss, and then the actual name Miss Illinois. Sure. And all the women who are competing and who are going to be winners are all doing something for the environment and for the community, whether it's park cleanups or working with the park district that weekend to do a cleanup event as well. Mm. But like my junior Miss Illinois, who won the national competition, she collected crayons so that way they melt them down and make new crayons for children in the hospital. Wow, that's so cool. So it's a lot of different. And then my little Miss uh, painted rocks outside of her church with her with other kids her age. So different ways this of is, helping this is, environment. I don't know why this is like adorable and touching at the same time. You have little kids <laughs> painting rocks, little kids melting crayons, and then giving them to other kids in hospitals. Like, wow, okay. Uh, yes. Do this competition. Uh, be a part of this pageant. Yes. Uh, try to win things because you do nice things. And then the win. crowns are really big. I'll bring a crown in here for okay. you to see ne- uh, next week. Cool. Um, but I'm also looking for a corporate sponsor who wants to help pay for the venues at the Civic Center. Gotcha. So it'll be Miss Illinois Earth 
presented by insert sponsor here mm-hmm. who wants to help throw, throw a couple of dollars to help support the cause is a very worthy event and then of course the winners go on to national competition in december on sure. new year's eve in orlando florida nice cool uh, very cool so someone can still sponsor this year is yes. what you're saying okay yes. cool how would they get I'm in touch not- with you to do that I can give you my so Brett Brooks if you just look up W E K U to my email address mm-hmm. but Brett at Miss Earth USA is my email address gotcha. and my phone number is three zero nine six three four one four eight nine. You just gave your phone number out on the radio. It's my business line. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, one more time. Uh, Brett Brooks' phone number for anybody that wants it. Go ahead. 309-634-1489. That is awesome. I the give block out... button is strong, though. Okay, so. yeah, no, I give out my phone number on the radio, too. I, I just <laughs> didn't know I wasn't alone. Um, uh, there's one other thing you wanted to talk about, and this is important. Uh, this yes. is uh, personal uh, for you, and it's actually about uh, women's health. Um, I'll just let you talk. What do you want to say? Yeah, the reason why I wasn't here last week is I went to UIC in Chicago, um, for a regular checkup appointment with my gynecologist, and we found a really big ovarian cyst. It's a dormant cyst. Technically, it's a whole medical term to it, but pretty much it's like a benign tumor on my ovary. It's actually so big. It's 14 centimeters big. So I'm doing like this. I don't think that's 14 centimeters. <laughs> but In studio, she was holding like a basketball, it seemed like. Uh, probably it not It was yet. really big in the ultrasound have you seen an ultrasound image? It pretty much took with the whole space wow. of the ultrasound. They couldn't even figure out which ovary that is on because it's just so big. Yeah. And it's actually protruding out of my belly here. But I just want to send a message to all women to make sure you get your annual appointment with your gynecologist, your OBGYN, because you don't know what's going on inside your body until it's, you know, worst case scenario. Yeah. It's not just cysts, too. What My cysts is mainly hormones just acting up. So every every month one of your ovaries release an egg and they alternate. So six months out the year, one ovary releases an egg and with that come a little bit of hormones, a little bit of cells. Mm -hmm. So those cells typically dissolve, but mine are full of like hair, skin and nail cells. So they don't have like liquid in it and they just kind of clump together. So every other month is slowly clumping together and is building this big ball of a cyst. Gotcha. And so this is the third time I've had to get it removed. The surgery is still to be determined, but we're planning for the fall. I'm not in any pain right now, so we can kind of hold off on it. Mm. But this is the third time. It happened first in high school, again in college, and now it's just kind of back. So now we're kind of in discussion of getting rid of an ovary, if that's an option. Or she really wants me to have kids now so that way I can kind of, like, oh. move past the kid phase. <laughs> That's, you know what? It's funny. Uh, I remember when, like, parents and family members start to put pressure on you in relationships. Like, come on. you got to have a kid. It'd be weird for a doctor to be like, really? Come on, Brett. you got to figure this out. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a unique conversation. Yeah. Um, but it, as you said, it's important to be uh, getting regular checkouts. Um, you were telling me off the air the first time you found out about this in high school, you had pain. Yes. You had a reason to go to the doctor. Yeah, I was also very athletic and I was running, so mm-hmm. I'm not really as athletic. <laughs> and so it was a good excuse for me to get out the 400 meter. Sure. Dash yeah, and yeah, track. right. Yeah, to so, skip yeah. it. I did have a lot of pain the first time. The second time, we just kind of knew. I just because I had the doctor. A lot of women mm-hmm. don't go to their doctors until they're like in their 20s. So I was fortunate to be exposed to gotcha. women's reproductive health in high school. But then the second time, I didn't have pain as well, but it was really big. It had two liters of fluid in it. Wow. This is in college, and you could literally see it. My friends called it Freddy. <laughs> they named it? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay. 
And um, I had pictures from back then of how big yeah. my stomach looked. People thought I was really actually pregnant. Wow. Okay. So, well, so like yeah. what I was going to say is, so the first time you have physical pain, which makes you go to the doctor, the second time I guess you had a visual thing that might have made you ask some questions. But the most recent time, it was just a regular checkup. So part yeah. of that, what's important is consistently doing those checkups because, you, as you're saying, you're not always going to have those signs. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, it is interesting for sure. And thank you for sharing a personal thing like that. And you're yes. okay, though. You're fine? I'm fine. Okay. Yes. Good. There's no... I'm, I'm physically fine, but it's just the anguish of trying to decide what to do next because I can't keep having the same surgery, this scar tissue. That's what they're kind of concerned about is having the same surgery kind of every eight years. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, um, uh, the best of uh, luck. We'll pray for you. Uh, we will you know, make sure Thank to keep you. you. You're welcome. My wife and I, we pray a lot. Her <laughs> prayers are much more important than mine. I think I think God listens to her. God looks at me like, eh, Your prayers hit the ceiling coming down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, her, hers work, though. So get her in on it. It's good. Uh, I want to ask you a few more of these things from this list we were joking about a little bit earlier. Yes. Uh, but before I do that, even uh, what else is going on in 25? Anything coming up for you? So tomorrow I'm going to uh, taste of taste of the black. Oh, I don't want to get it wrong, but mm. it's a food vendor event happening tomorrow. Oh, let me get the details. You put me on the spot. <laughs> sure, taste no of the hood is what it's called. Taste of the hood. Yes. Okay, nice. on, I'm going to pull up in three, two, <laughs> one. Taste of the hood is a 10th annual event. It's happening at Legacy Park tomorrow. That's 1507 Adrian G. Hinton Avenue. Oh wow! And it's a bunch of food vendors, small business owners that have food and restaurants and it's pretty much like a taste of insert city here like sure. chicago where you can just taste a, a, a bunch of stuff food. cool yeah. awesome um and that's going on all day tomorrow i believe so i'll be there around two o'clock cool nice um uh so i want to ask you a couple more of these and then we'll take a break uh, having to rewatch something your partner missed either because they fell asleep or left the room is on the list so i guess i'm not the only monster that does these things i'm not even asking you a question about that one i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> uh they're not paying attention because they're on the phone or computer is a fight mm. people have during a TV show you're sharing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I would be upset, too, if I'm actually invested into that show and you mm-hmm. kind of, like, are lackadaisically watching it. Yeah. This is the first one where my wife gets mad at, at me for, you know, something that – because, like, okay, here's the thing. You said it earlier that you pick more of the, the shows than the guys that are, yes. you know, hanging out. I'm also oh. single, so – Okay. All right. If so, they want to impress me, then yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it. So that's, that's one of the tests early on. It's like we're going to pick this show. Let's see what happens. But now my wife picks most of the television, and some of the shows she picks are harder for me to get in on, Brett Brooks. There are oh. some that are a challenge, like when we watch like a full season of um, one of the um, fashion shows. And I can't even gotcha. remember all the names of them. Like but there's Project the one, Runaway or something? Yeah, there's the one where they, like, cut the fabric, and then they dress the model, and then they, they scoot them out. And so it's the designer one. Yeah, what is that Project, one? Project is that Runaway. Okay, okay, fine. I just started watching that one, actually. Did you? Yeah. She's been watching all the seasons, and, like, I, I, can't, I can't get into that. I'm trying yeah. real hard. I sit there. I get that. Okay. I get, I get that for that show in particular. Because, like, even the drama that comes up with that show is, like, we didn't cut the fabric right, or we got to, like, staple <laughs> the thing different. And I'm, I'm sitting <laughs> there, like. That is the drama. Right, yeah. I'm sitting there, like, that's not drama compared to what I'm used to. I like like an action movie where the drama is the earth is going to be blown up by a bad guy. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. And then I pick up the phone. I get that. Okay, good. And then I get in trouble. That that show, I would agree, is hard to get into. Mm-hmm. I watched it only because I knew someone who was competing on it. And I was oh, just fancy. like, okay, can we just fast forward to the end? Was the person that you know a person that you brought into the studio no. recently? Okay. Because no, no. wasn't that person uh, one of the other people in one of the events you just went to recently on some sort of model show? Yes. Uh, okay. Lexi was on American Next Top Model. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's another one that we watch. Betty probably knows who Lexi is then from watching that show. Um, uh, is she competing in your pageant? 
No, she okay. doesn't age limit. She's older. Okay, because okay, that feels unfair if somebody was on America's like next top model or something like that, and they're competing. <laughs> uh, one other last one: losing or misplacing the remote is a fight that people get in sometimes in a relationship about TV. Yes yeah. or no for you? Okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that would yeah. be. Uh, I refuse to give up on finding the remote. Uh, so if like we want to watch a show, there was one time early on in my relationship with Betty where she wanted to watch something, and I had like a projector in an apartment, and I couldn't find the the thing to turn the projector on, and it didn't have its own button, and I spent like an hour trying to find it and betty was Jeez. like i really don't want this to happen anymore i'm like no you wanted this movie you need to put like an air tag on it so it makes a noise but yeah, yes you're right that's a way better move but no I, I spent so much time that it went from like lovely to not lovely back mm. to lovely again like gotcha. it got it got all the way back there so eventually serious. she was like yeah she's eventually like oh he's a sweet man because he took so much time Aww, so yeah, yeah i know i think if you creep anybody out with your dedication to finding something just blaze past the creepiness and it gets nice again. <laughs> That's probably not good advice. All right. I think the only thing that when it comes to watching movies and TVs for me is I like to have a discussion afterwards. Oh, yeah. About like why either the director or the actor chose to do something. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, I'm thinking of if I was to make this show, how I can do something different. Yes. So I like to have those kind of discussions. So if you can't have like a discussion afterwards, like, oh, this was a good, like I just went to the movies on the third with a guy okay and we were talking about all the things that happened and he was able to kind of have that conversation too oh so you like that yeah what was the movie the blackening okay i thought it was going to be indiana jones and i was going to be very excited <laughs> but it was not um no i heard that movie is flopping though yeah have it did heard? too yeah i know and i haven't seen it i don't know if i will um i always want to do that at the end of marvel movies and my wife looks at me like we can't dissect this much of a superhero movie and i'm like i can't yes, you I, can. okay there you go there's a whole youtube right yeah. Atmosphere of dissecting these movies, yeah. scene by scene. Thank you. After um, the the first of the two of the most recent, you know, big giant thing that ended, um, the um, uh, Age of No, no, I, I can't remember it. It's the one before Endgame. Uh, I thought it was amazing that they killed so many superheroes, and I just wanted to talk about the psychology of that, of killing off all the heroes. Yeah. And Betty just wanted me to stop talking about superheroes, so it was a very fun no, ride I home. Think, I think that was interesting. I, mean, I had this discussion too. The way they they all came back toward two at the end, right? It was probably the best two minutes of cinema history period there you go fantastic yes. okay we and agree. I, I think it is interesting too because they set up to like okay now what's going to happen like who's left yes and then the next movie they all yeah like yeah no the, the fact <laughs> i love that we're talking about this the fact that after like the snap they didn't just like play a, a weird game where the snap didn't happen but they made it people like gone for a few years and then came back i thought that yeah. was interesting writing you don't okay fantastic i'm glad we share um quick break a lot more 1470 100.3 wmbd it's the craig collins show uh, check out Brett Brooks and 25 News. Thank you for news. having me today. Sure, no problem. Uh, 25 News uh, all the time. You see her on there all the time. A quick break and a lot more in a bit. 1470, 100.3, WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thanks again to Brett Brooks of 25 News for having a lot of interesting, uh, tough conversations uh, with me and then sharing a lot of uh, her own personal uh, life stuff going on and uh, telling you to get checked in the world of women's health uh, to be safe after uh, talking about having a tumor. Uh, some other stuff out there in the world that I think is just top five at five. I need to run through things. Uh, probably the the biggest one to me is that the location of the cocaine found at the White House has been changing. And if you're not paying attention to that, if you don't care about that, if you think, ah, that story uh, doesn't matter to me, the location is becoming a place more and more unlikely to be um, a place where a tourist or a person that isn't somehow actually staff at the White House would go, uh, which means that, you know, someone who works at the White House had a baggie of cocaine that they dropped on the floor in the basement on the ground, and they can't figure out whose cocaine that is. Uh, That is worrisome. That is bad. And certainly there's a lot of reactions to it. Uh, But that's one of the bigger stories out there. Uh, Janet Yellen is in China. 
uh, saying the things that typically are said by this administration. Hey, we want you to not do stuff. You hold the finger up, you wag it, you say, don't don't go across the border. It's closed. You don't do this or don't do that. And then you do no actual action that asks anyone to actually follow the things you just say. So you say words out loud and guess what? People don't always listen. And then one more. And this is top three at five. And then we're going to move on because we got some guests in studio. I just think this is funny. Uh, Rudy Giuliani said that he could get to the bottom of whose cocaine it is in the White House as a former lawyer and a guy that a lot of people would have reactions to. And I'd like to see the guy try. He doesn't have to be alone in investigating, but I kind of find that funny or find the idea of that somewhat of interesting to let Rudy do his own thing in his own way and see what he comes up with and then whether or not anyone believes him. Uh, But that's some other stuff out there in the world. Uh, Let's move on to some guests we have in studio and skip the top five at five. Uh, As always on Friday, you got Eric Thurman of the VFW, the quartermaster, and you always bring in friends. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, If everybody knows, I do have actually have friends. I do have a payroll. (laughs) Just four friends, so nice. That's good. And I have to um, put Reagan on that for. Uh... Yeah, uh, MT is still hanging out in studio. Uh, my wife Betty actually came in because she knows that our other guest in studio is a magician who's done magic on the Greg and Dan show, done magic on our other sister stations in radio, uh, which I'm thrilled at, dude, that you've done magic on the radio. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks for having me. Here no today. problem. Uh, what is your uh, social media handle for people to go find you? York Spades. Y O R T S P A D E S. York Spades. PeoriaMagicMan.com. <laughs> Yort Spades, PeoriaMagicMan.com. Is that what I call you? Just Yort Spades Yort, the whole Yort. time? Okay, Yort. Okay, cool. Um, so you have, like, giant cards uh, that you've brought in. We do. I don't, I don't know if that's the first trick you want to do. Uh, we're we're going to just have a little fun here today, okay? What we're going to do, um, I'm going to ask, uh, this is your wife here. That is, yes. Uh, we've never met before, have we? Uh, what, oh, hold on. Let me turn on her microphone. Go ahead. If we can pull the mic, see if you would. Betty. No. Cool? Now, we've yes. never met before. What no, I want we... you to do, I want you to imagine... You have a deck of cards in the middle of the air. And I want you to reach out and grab your the first card that catches your eye. Just reach out and grab it. All right. Go ahead. Oh, oh okay, you dropped, you dropped it. one. Oh, I, I dropped one. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were ready to drop one. You dropped one of your imaginary <laughs> cards. Are you, are you guys from Peoria? Uh, no. No, I mean, I'm from Mexico. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Uh, yes. But you're living in Peoria now. Yes. Okay, I didn't know. Two years. Oh, two years. You're living in Peoria now. Yes. I'll slow down. I didn't know. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, beautiful. You got one card you're looking at. Yes. Can you show your husband if you would? Yes. Great. Beautiful. Can you see it? The okay, excellent yeah, I got card. It. Thank you. That's a great. And now card. you were just talking about uh, a cocaine on that radio. Okay, I, was, I didn't know yes, we could yes, do that. Yeah, okay, we did. What card do you have? I have. Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Now, Craig, we've never rehearsed this. I've never met your wife before. Actually, right in front of your, your control box here, there's a can of Coca-Cola. Would you <laughs> grab that if you would? Uh-huh. Young lady, would you grab that if you would? A can of Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. And actually, back in the 60s, he's put cocaine in Coca-Cola. <laughs> and that is a little Coke, right? Uh-huh. Yes, we didn't want to bring the yeah, little Coke. Um, no, we've never rehearsed this, right? No. Would you flip that can of Coke over and tell me what it says on the bottom? Show it to me, Betty. Show it to me right now. Ace of Spades. That's ridiculous. Ace of spades, guys. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. What What's crazy about what just occurred in studio is if you listen to the radio this whole time and you're kind of not sure, that was an actual magic trick. I don't know how you read her mind. Um, I actually wasn't even sure that Betty would pick a specific card from the deck, uh, but everything happened. How did that happen? It's pure magic, Craig. <laughs> you know, what's really worse than that is we've just found Coke in your studio. And I didn't know you were going to be talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I did. It's we, a 
conspiracy, I tell we, we you. We dropped a little can of Coke in yeah, the just studio. A little can. You're yeah. going to get fired. <laughs> and, and real quick, uh, we'll do this. Uh, we'll do this actually for the video too. But I want to show you one more thing. Uh, what do I? Uh, what do I have right here? It's a little sugar packet. Uh, yeah. What was inside? A sweetener. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's a little, a little bit of white powder. That, the white, the sm- small white powder. Would you take that if you were Craig? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Okay. We're going to actually do this for all the studio audience so they can actually see what's going on on here mm-hmm. and what's inside of it. Anything? Uh, yes. There's the sweetener that's supposed can to be Can I have here. it back? Yep. Now watch closely. Now, I want to put a shout out to the VFW for having me come out today. And also, you know, you can go get the, the Chris Collins, Craig Collins lemonade at the <laughs> VFW. Watch. <laughs> Oh, that's cocaine talk they're talking. I don't know what they're talking about in here. Watch closely. Uh-huh. If yep. I go like this here. Yep, I see it. Sleeves up. Uh-huh. You are pouring all the sweetener into your hand. One, two. Betty, say go. Go. And the sweetener what just disappears. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. What no. happened? Do you want your hands all no, no. so in your hand. and I just blink? In your hand. Okay. Look at this real quick. What? what? No. You can hear me on the radio. Hold your hand right here. Yeah, uh-huh. Can you see your wife? Yes. Nothing in my hands here but with magic. See anything. <laughs> oh my god, no, this is crazy. Look at her face. Yeah, um, her face is priceless right now, folks. <laughs> I've discovered a new favorite thing. Uh, my new favorite thing is have a magician come in and do magic on radio that you can't see, but it's for my wife and she reacts to it alone because those reactions were amazing, Betty. He just, I feel like an eight year old right now. He just poured the sweetener in her hand, even though it seemed to have disappeared and then all of a sudden reappeared. Michael, he just saw me to clap. I can because I have the powder in my hands. No, no you hey. know what you do with that? Yes. You take that, put it in your pocket, drive up to the VFW, the 2602 in the Heights. Yeah. Get you a Craig Collins lemonade, but just mm-hmm. don't get pulled over by Officer Co- Officer Powers, okay? Yeah, yeah, that would be a mistake. <laughs> that was amazing, man. That was awesome. Uh, we're yeah. gonna That's take, a Heights joke. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Uh, after the break, we're actually going to have you do uh, one more trick maybe uh, for the video camera so we can put it up on social media, facebook.com slash Craig Collins Show, and you can see what we all just saw. Uh, but that was awesome. How do people find you again? PeoriaMagicMan.com or on social media, Y-O-R-T. Spades, Yort Spades. And you like to do a lot of magic up close and in person with people, right? It's the most intimate type of magic you can do. Isn't it also the hardest? Depends on how, how okay. inebriated the person is. It's scary because I didn't even know how he did it. <laughs> Betty's scared right now. Yes. Uh, Entertained and scared. You. All right, cool. Quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, thrilled to have a bunch of people in studio right now. We got Eric, the quartermaster at the VFW in Peoria Heights. Eric, uh, how do you have friends that do magic? Where did this happen? How did this happen? Well, we met. How did you meet Yort? We met him at a bar trying to do tricks on me. and then <laughs> All right. And then, of course, I followed him for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, So Yort rolled into the uh, VFW in Peoria Heights. Is that what happened? Yeah. And you were just yeah. throwing magic out there at the yeah. bar? That's what we do yeah. every day, all day. We bring memories and smiles to people. Okay. So um, are you doing this for any specific reason, just to, to just, promote the magic? This is what I do every day. Are you day. trying to look for a young woman to eventually? No, no. I'm <laughs> off the market. I can't do that. No, I'm a, I didn't know. I didn't know. She may be listening. No, oh, gosh, okay. The all right. There already is a lady. All right. Um, so uh, once again, how do people follow you? How do people follow you? Uh, PeoriaMagicMan.com. You can find me on the social, Facebook, uh, Yort Spades. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd like to do a lot of tricks as on your social media where people have these big, giant reactions because it's like right in somebody's face yeah. uh, when you're doing it. Um, why do you think that that's better magic? Because it's right under their nose. It's so close. It's intimate magic. It's one-on-one. It's more personable. Mm-hmm. When I tell you to look here and something way up here happens, mm-hmm. 
you feel like that, that three-year-old comes out of you like, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> and that's what my job is, to make you forget about all life's worries gotcha. for a split second mm. and just enjoy the moment. Do you like doing a big, giant show where you're on a stage in front of a whole lot of people, or is that not your, your style? Um, you know, Magic... I've done my biggest show today is 500 people. Gotcha. My son, when he was four years old, uh, Jay Mysterio, he did a magic show for 800 people. He did a bigger magic show. Hold than on, me. I, I need to clarify. You said your son, when he was four years old, did a did a magic show for almost 800 people. Okay. Yes, yes, um, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay Mysterio. Jay Mysterio. Yeah, he's old? not doing any magic anymore. Okay. But his, so he retired at four at eight hundred people. He, he did. He's, He's like, "This is my last show. show. Have a good day." Go <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, All right. But there's actually a new uh, family member doing magic. It's my daughter. She does mind reading. She's Magic Marilyn. Um, and you can catch her at the VFW uh, okay. or the streets of Las Vegas. She performs in Las Vegas. Uh, she's 11 years old when she started performing. Uh, she's been around the world, but she actually does mental magic, like mentalism. Yeah. She could read your mind. Boom. It's, yeah. it's um, totally amazing. I don't know why I'm picturing your house like covered with cards on the floor everywhere <laughs> and like just like half uh, magic tricks that have been abandoned. Uh, you have another trick for us. I would love to. Uh, do you okay. want to bring the camera in close so everybody can see? Sure, Betty. Uh, get that, come on. Yeah, get come that on closer to him. Yeah, we're um, going to actually tape this one for anyone listening, and we're going to put it up on Facebook.com yeah, slash Craig Collins oh, Show so you can hey, see it. What was your it. first name, sir? We've never right. met before. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Would you come on in here, Michael? And Michael, would you take any cards you want? Show everybody. Look at the, uh, the cards there. Beautiful show, Betty, our beautiful camera lady today. Now, everyone sees can see the card. Would you take the marker, sir? And would you take the marker and write your name on the card all the way across the face of the card? All right. He is writing his name down on just one playing card. Now, if it had been a Marine Corps guy, it would be a crayon. <laughs> it's okay. But he's Navy, so I'm sure we'll be able to read it. Come yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> he's military. You the card right there. Michael and Reagan? Yep. There's three of diamonds. Now, let me ask you a question, Mike. Is that public schools or private? Oh, no, it was a rhetorical question. I could tell by the hand penmanship, okay? Uh, come on in here, Mike. Come on in here. There's a three of diamonds right there, buddy. Watch. If I take the card, put it in about 13, plus 10 more, sir. Say go. Go. As it jumps right to the top. It gets better, I promise. Now, Betty, watch closely. Craig, would you give me any number out loud between 20 and 30? Uh, 27. Watch the three of diamonds. If it goes in about 10, plus 17 more, that's 27 precisely. You know how I know? I went to District 150. Uh, watch closely here. 20, 27 cards. You said it correct. I did. 27 cards down, one card. One card only right there. And that is the three of diamonds. All right, everybody Everybody actually got shocked that time. Me so too. I was so happy I caught it. So now look right here, guys. Take a look. Betty, I don't want to upset you, but I want to be honest with you. We should get her picture. Video this, too. Sure, sure. Video this. Watch the three of diamonds, okay? Do not take your eyes off the three of diamonds. Take a step in here, sir. There's the three <laughs> of diamonds. Beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. Here's the three. Watch closely, sweetheart. If the card goes in about halfway down, would you push this in and it jumps to the top? Push it all the way in. All the way in. Yeah. Did you see it go? Yes. No? I mean, you she said why. yes. Yeah. You know why? It's on my forehead. Betty, look at his forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it works right there. Okay. Uh, for anyone that's listening right now, he just had the card jump all the way out of the deck and onto his head somehow. And then I, I, I saw do, that happen. I want to do one more cool, super cool thing for everybody here. Sure. Let's actually try something amazing. You like amazing, sir? Sure. You're in Peoria, so I was wondering. I didn't know. Uh, let's actually try something here. Um, three of hearts. Watch close. Three of diamonds. There it is. Now, do not take your eyes off of it. 
If I put that card on the chair, Betty, say go. Go. And there it is. And that's a souvenir for you. Yeah, you get to take that home with you. And we're going to autograph that after the show. All right. Now, go ahead. And I do do one last thing. Uh-huh. You heard about the visual before the break. Now we're actually going to show you live in person. Yes. Will you take that? <laughs> On the radio. On the radio, yeah. He's picking up his sweetener. Facebook land, Instagram, yeah. wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Take that, shake it all to the bottom. And then go ahead and rip the top of it off. Mentally, that is. Oh, no, mentally. <laughs> from Sunnyland. Uh, <laughs> nothing in my hands. No sleeves, no strings attached, okay? Just the way you like your ladies. Uh, if I go just like this here, <laughs> if I take the sugar, just like so. He's pouring the sugar into his fist again for anyone that's listening on our radio, which is everyone. <laughs> 13 people right now. One, two, three. <laughs> Here's what I love, by the way, is you're doing all like the radio noises that we need. If this was like a morning show and I'm doing all the like crazy zoo noises, it's beautiful because it's like this. (laughs) But you just made you just made the uh, sweetener disappear again. Not yet, but watch. Okay. No, it is gone. But look at this. Yeah. With magic, see anything? What? (laughs) That's a little souvenir for you. All right. Uh, you know, I say, hey, one last thing here. Did you want your wallet back, Craig? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I mean, he's got hot money in it, folks, so turn on. 1470-143. He just, he just lit a wallet on fire in studio. Okay, I love uh, a few things about what just happened, York. Uh, the first thing I love is that you've done this magic on the Greg and Dan show, too. Yes. So I'm not alone in having radio magic mm-hmm. happen. Uh, you've done it with some of our other partners uh, in other um, parts of the, the station. Um, but a lot of that you're going to have to see on the video uh, because it was incredible. It was amazing. Thank um, you. Thank you. And I, I love that there's – how many more tricks do you got? Uh, I got about 17. <laughs> I have one actually with me today. We may have to do it after the show. Sure, sure. But I've been going through court proceedings for like two years because actually I messed the trick up. Oh, wow. And uh, I actually brought it here today. I didn't know if we had a brave soul to do it. But uh, it's a okay. very dangerous trick. <laughs> and if you Google magic tricks gone wrong, uh-huh. the first trick is going to show up. Is somebody impaling their hand with a knife right through their hand. Okay. So what he just said in studio, and we're definitely doing it after the show ends, um, and we'll do it for the video, is that you have a trick that might impale my hand. And I'm already yes. agreeing to it because I, I said before I want to do crazy radio stunts, so I guess I'm going to get harmed um, severely by a magician in about 30 minutes. And I like that you brought in some alcohol for that. So that's well, we have real to, good. We have to get your cape on when you do that as well. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, thank you, uh, York, for hanging thank out you. with us. Uh, thank you, Eric, from the VFW for bringing him in. Oh, and no MT problem. still hanging out uh, and watching these tricks. And my wife Betty for recording it. Uh, by the way, I know a lot of that wasn't described well on radio. Uh, we will put up the video so you can see that last trick because it, it was amazing. Your magic is amazing. Uh, Will's got the news. It's 1470 is an AM, 100.3 is an FM, all over the internet, WMBDRadio.com and the WMBD Radio app. Or uh, you can tell your smart speaker, hey, uh, play WMBD Radio and hear Will Stevenson talk about magic. Is it going to be about magic? Uh, no, I'm going to talk about to how I need to go print out a liability waiver for you <laughs> before you do that trick. All right. You think, uh, would you advise me to do it? Would uh, you say, he said impaled hand. Um, as your counselor uh-huh. uh, of record, Craig, no. All right. But as the news guy that could cover it live on the radio as it happens um, right after the show? Also no. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Google it before we say no. Google it before you say no. Google it before you say no. All right. Yord is confident, which I, makes I, me feel I, good I, enough. I'm just here. I mean, you, Craig. Craig, if you're not here, then I have nothing to do.
1470, 100.3, WMBD, Media, it's the Craig Collins Show. Um, probably one of the more amusing days I've had now at this radio station uh, in the last hour or so because York just keeps doing magic tricks uh, off the air, and my wife keeps uh, acting as though every single thing has blown her mind completely, uh, which I think it actually has because the magic is amazing. Uh, Betty, uh, you want to quickly react to all the magic you just I'm, saw off the air? I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm trying to understand how fast he, I mean, because I know, like, there is something going on behind that I cannot see and, and I cannot comprehend because it's way too fast. You're saying he's not actually magic? Is no, that what you're saying? I mean, how dare I, I'm you? seeing it with my eyes and he's, <laughs> and he's telling me, like, you can do it. You uh-huh. can, and, yeah. and I'm just watching him like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> that makes my heart smile right now. Thank you so much for the kind words. You just said you wanted to take my wife on the road as, like, somebody that just reacts in the audience to you, yes? We're going to cut her in thirds. Okay, I mean, yeah, that's not good. All right, we're not going to do any more magic on the air for now, but we will do a trick after the show that apparently is is dangerous and i'm very excited for that uh but tell me is what's coming up with you guys is there anything coming up at the vfw that york's going to be involved in anything like that uh eric the quartermaster from the vfw in peoria heights is here yeah pretty soon we're we're actually working on trying to get a comedy show with a little bit of uh hypnosis and all that along with it we're trying to get that all scheduled and ironed out with the logistics part of it nice Um, the other good thing we have going on at the uh, VFW is we do have the new craig collins lemonade uh you can ask for it by name it's Uh actually a button on the the system, and yes. it's a nice drink. It's three bucks. Um, it's three the, bucks. The vodka that goes in it is pink vodka, which is actually higher shelf. What kind of brand it's a is it? It's Pink Whitney. Okay, Pink Whitney. Pink Whitney. So it's kind of yeah. higher shelf than you'd think for $3 for sure. It's right. delicious. I had like four of them uh, last night hanging out with you, <laughs> and then Betty drove home, which was good. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy to have a drink on the menu. Uh, some people are accusing me of, of uh, having that drink be more a drink that should be for a lady. That for what do you say to anyone that says it's a lady's drink? I How would have dare to disagree. They? It's it's more of a refreshing <laughs> summery drink. It's a summery drink. Yeah. It's over ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it gets in the colder months, we'll we'll make a new one. Yeah, no, no, no. So, we, that, yeah. We'll keep that one. That's this is definitely fine a good summer yeah. drink. No. You get thirsty. No, no, it's no. Gonna get you. I like it. There was a listener on social media that asked me, "Is like you sure that drink's not a Betty <gasps> drink?" And and it is a Craig drink. And I go, "Yes, no. I had it multiple drinks yesterday, <laughs> and I liked it. It's not what you think it is, uh, guys. For anyone out there that's judging, try it out." I drink a Craig Collins lemonade at the VFW for the next few months. What do you want to say, Betty? Oh. You're leaning in looking at me. You're waiting for your drink, right? Uh, they're <laughs> going to make you a ghost, pepper, um, mar- a ghost Pepper Bloody Mary at some point. Is that right? That's what we're working on. Yes. Yeah. And you're excited right. about that? Yes, I'm super excited. Okay. I love the uh, turkey, not turkey, beef. The beef jerky. Beef jerky, beef jerky. you guys mm-hmm. have. They're, they're, like, super good, very tasty, very <laughs> spicy for people. Yeah. And there's one that has like ghost spicy. pepper, and you said people came in and actually asked for it because Betty was talking about it, and they yeah. got, like, four yeah. or five bags of it. They bought four packages of it right off the But uh, you can get them a much shelf. bigger, giant bag if they wanted yeah, it. Yeah, we can do that. I, uh, my supplier's <laughs> out of Connecticut. Um, That's awesome, man. So it's just a matter of just letting them know what the customers want. We can do it either way. What else is going on at the VFW? Uh, we're doing a uh, a year-long toy drive. We're about in uh, month number six now, seven. Mm-hmm. We're in month seven. Uh, the bartenders are now working on a couple fundraisers for that. If you want to donate to that, you can come on in just drop some cash cool. to us. And uh, it's to raise money for uh, gifts for kids. We're going to have an actual Christmas deal at our VFW. Nice. And then, you know, with some of the local families, whatever's left over, we're taking it down to the Ronald McDonald House. Nice. Uh, we're expecting it that we're going to have a ton going to Ronald McDonald House. So. Cool. Um, and actually, I also want to talk about your raffle real quickly. It's over $60,000 now, uh, getting closer to $70,000. Uh, the way the raffle works, do you want to describe that to anybody listening? Sure, sure. It's a weekly raffle, and you can get one ticket for $5 or five tickets for 20 
Um, and what it is, is is we build up the big pot, and then the pot gets divided. That's how we make our fundraiser. Um, so actually the winner will get 70%, then 10% goes to the nice. Alumni Association uh, for the high school and, and the grade school. And then the VFW gets 10%, and then we use the other 10% to restart that. The raffle, yeah. Cool. So keep, um, it just goes on. once a week every Saturday until someone actually hits the jackpot. Yep, until they get yeah, the cool. big win. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, anything else we should know about for you, Yort? Anything you got coming up? Any sort of performances you got scheduled? Oh, yeah. Real quick, I just want to touch on the VFW, if I could. Sure. Um, actually, when the the drawing, the, the pot got up to almost 980000 uh, the very first time we were doing it, correct? Mm-hmm. That was right, 960. 960. Wow. Um, I was actually at the V that night performing. Nice. And uh, Eric comes up to me and said, hey, you want to call the winner? And I said, of course I do. So I get the <laughs> phone, call her, and, I, and I, it's a local waitress in East Peoria. Mm-hmm. She's the one that won. I said, hey, Stacy, uh, you won the pot of the VFW. And she was just bawling in tears. Wow. Almost a million dollars. And uh, if I ho- hold me to this. Uh, she only bought eighty dollars worth of tickets, yeah. and uh, wow. and she won almost a million dollars in ca- or, you know hard earned money. Yeah. Uh, so how long were you on the phone with her? Uh, it was a quick call because she couldn't. She, couldn't <laughs> she, she was like, "What?" I figured, man. I you figured. Know? Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but for myself, um, I have some private shows coming up. Uh, we'll be at the Heart of Illinois Fair coming up. Cool. Um, starting on the 18th to the 22nd, the Peoria Magicians Assembly. Nice. Uh, which I'm a, the vice president of this year. Uh, we'll be at the Heart of Illinois Fair. Cool. Um, next Saturday, I'll be at the Peoria Pride Festival at the Riverfront, mm-hmm. um, at the Gateway Building. They have a big event going on there all sure. day long. Yeah. Uh, I also, you can catch me every Saturday. I'm at the Peoria Farmers Market down on the riverfront. Oh, wow. Uh, we have, I have a booth down there from 8 to noon doing magic. Come up and see Close Up Miracles right in front of your eyes. Nice. Uh, fantastic. Uh, well, thank you guys both again for hanging out, for joining us, uh, for doing uh, magic live on the radio. Uh, first time I've seen it. My wife still Pleasure. seems very, very impressed <laughs> with every single thing that happened and going to ask me several times when we drive home later, how did he do that? How did he do that? <laughs> and I'll, just, I'll answer the question now, but I don't know. I have no idea how any of that happened. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to end the show with good story, bad story, all the stuff you're used to. Uh, 1470, 100.3. WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, Time for good story, bad story. Uh, This is where I go through at least one story that should be uh, just good, that everybody's very happy about, and then a story that, well, uh, causes a lot of other uh, feelings for us. Uh, First, since it's Friday, we're going to do multiple good stories. A cop in Georgia pulled a woman over for a burning car on Saturday, and his chest cam got the entire video. Uh, she was still buckled in, and he had to break a window just to get to her, uh, but saved her life. So a cop in Georgia uh, pulls over a woman that's not even aware uh, that the car is completely on fire and winds up saving her life. Uh, that is one good story. As I said, there are several. Uh, this happened back in the spring. Uh, Fox News just did a big story on it. Two kids in Tennessee named Tatum and Layton uh, recently went to the prom together. 17 years after their neighbors in the NIC, uh, after they were neighbors, excuse me, in the NICU as babies. Uh, they weren't aware of this, but they were both 12 weeks premature. Uh, they both weighed about two pounds and a little less, and they both spent several, as we said, uh, weeks together, just next to each other. Uh, they wind up falling in love with each other, or at least wanting to go to prom together. Uh, so two people, two kids that were very close in proximity as babies, uh, wind up being people that date later in life. Those feel like good stories. Those feel very nice. Uh, now let's do uh, the opposite. Now let's do a bad story. A guy in Chicago uh, taunted cops by covering his license plate with a message that said, embarrassed, uh, as he would drive around town. And apparently at some point he wound up in a cop chase for a couple other reasons. 
as the guy named Embarrassed winds up running from the Chicago police, uh, they eventually, I guess, let him get away from him. And so at some point, he still just totaled his car after running from the cops and then was caught that way. Uh, he was uh, arrested. He had a bail set of $250,000. Uh, CWB Chicago had the story. There's even a mugshot of the guy. Uh, it is not a good idea. This is a simple PSA for anyone listening to try to taunt the police anywhere in the country uh, that usually ends poorly for you and it ended poorly for this guy. Uh, that is good story, bad story. I know everybody's still in studio. Uh, we can probably, I guess, uh, chat a little bit more um, uh, just because I feel bad leaving you guys all sitting here with your microphones off. I still got Yort in studio. I still got um, Eric from this, um, uh, the Peoria Heights VFW. We still got MT hanging out with us as well. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in the world of what's going on at the VFW or what's going on with you, York? Yeah, we'd love to see you come out to the VFW and support, you know, come out and have a drink, have a Craig Collins drink, see some magic. Sure. I'll be there tomorrow night performing, uh, you know, come out, enjoy yourself, have a, have a drink and, uh. Enjoy life. Come out and say hi to people. Nice. Cool. Um, um, you said you've been doing magic since you were a little kid, and you said your family uh, does a lot of yes. magic together. Um, where did that first love come from, if I could just ask you that? So, actually, after David Blaine came out on TV back in 1997 with his TV special, I he was doing miracles for people making them like, wow, just freak out. Mm-hmm. I said, I have to do that. That's my calling. I can walk up to somebody having a bad day. And, I mean, everything's going wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. And I could pull a little ball behind their ear or do something silly for them, and I let them forget about everything for a split second and yeah. change their whole outlook on life. I could tell you numerous stories of troubled youth, and I could walk up to them and just change their whole outlook on life. I, gotcha. I mean, we could go on and on, but we're not going to do that today. But magic is inspiring people to believe. Mm. And that's why, and that's why I do it every day. Gotcha. All right. So there is one other temptation, I guess I have here, because uh, you were telling me about this a couple times off the air. There's a trick you do where someone dials a phone number on your phone, and yeah. the only way for us to play the audio of this is for you to hold your cell phone up to the uh, microphone. But you said you can do this live on the show. Sure. Okay. So um, someone even actually texted in and asked you to do this trick for us. No way. So really? Yeah, that did. That happened a little bit ago. So explain to me what the trick is first before we try to do it. Uh, so what we could do? Uh, let's actually. I'll walk you through it right now. Okay. Craig, we've never met before today. Right. I, I actually, the first time I've actually seen, I mean, I listen to 1470. I listen to Greg and Dan. I hear it's on the house, on at the house in the morning. Good. But I've never met you in person. Mm. So would you like to have a red card or a black card? A black card. A black card. Beautiful. Sure. We all want one because that's no limit, right? <laughs> sure. Black card, credit card, right? Yes. Betty, you want one of those too? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just get his. <laughs> MT, we've never met before, right? He said black card, clubs or spades? Yeah, you got to pull that microphone close to you, Michael. Uh, spades. Spades. Black okay. card, spades. Betty, face card or number card? A pitcher card or a number card? Number. Number card. Sir, in the back. <laughs> Will Stevenson is being Will asked Stevenson the question is now. Will in the back. Uh-huh. You said Betty, number or letter? Number. You see, he number. said number. Yeah. Hey, can you get Will's attention? Yeah, I don't know. Will is probably not paying Will. attention to us. Yeah, no, he doesn't care. Uh, okay, okay. So we'll go back to you, Craig. <laughs> sure. Any black card, mm. and you said what? Spade. Spade. Any black spade. Black number, spade. Name number it out loud. Three of spades. Three of spades. Yeah. Now was that totally random? Yes, it was. You guys came up with that. We did. Yeah. This is your radio show. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm gonna give you the chance to change it if you want. No. I'll In a second, it. you're gonna say, "Man, I wish I would have changed it." <laughs> <laughs> now he's thinking, right? Uh-huh. Now, now I'm going to say I'm going to keep it. Three of spades. Three of spades. Is that cool? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Betty, would you please come over here? Sure. Come over here, please. And I'm actually going to give you my phone, Betty. Come on over here, dear. Would you take my phone? Yeah. And would you dial any random area code? 
Not 309, not 312, 217, just any random three numbers. Just put three numbers into the phone, Betty. Beautiful. And, and give her three numbers out loud, please. Um, five, six, seven. Five, six, seven. Okay, public school's paid off. Uh, five, <laughs> six, seven. I'm a comedy too. I'm a comedian too. So five, six, seven. Type that in. Uh-huh. MT, six, seven. Give me two digits. Two, two. Two, two. Come on, don't get... 79. 79, the year he was born. <laughs> so, 308-567-2279. Do you know that number? Yes or no? No, well, none of us know that number. Definitely do not. You, you guys want to try something totally crazy? Sure, just dial it. You want to try it? Go ahead, hit call. Call that number, Betty. Let's put it on speakerphone. Thank you for calling Antonio's Pizza. Today we're running two medium Hello? pizzas and a two-liter Coke for 1899. Hold Hello? <laughs> you put us on hold. <laughs> Hello? Uh-huh. Thank you for holding. Is this for delivery or pickup? Uh, no, sir. I'm, I apologize to bother you. I'm a magician live on the radio. Would you help us with a magic trick real quick? Are you ordering a pizza? No, sir. I apologize. I just want you to think of a random playing card. Any card. Just name it out loud. Any playing card in the deck. Uh, just, wait. Just name a card? Yes, sir. And I'll leave you alone. I apologize. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, three spades. No way! <laughs> that was the card they just thought of! Uh-huh. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful day. Goodbye, pizza. Thank you. All right, see you later. <laughs> the pizza guy! I know. That was this something. This isn't Papa John's, folks. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say at this point. Uh, you're you're fun. You're fun to hang out with, man. Uh, by the way, you did do a trick off the air uh, that we're going to put a video up for as well, where you merged a card together in front of us. And I still don't understand how you did this one. I think I know how you did that last trick. If I'm trying to be like Penn and Teller a little bit, That's okay. I think I might have figured one out. But I can't figure This is amazing. This thank right you, here thank you. is the most ridiculous thing I've you ever seen in my life. You know what's amazing about that? Yeah. Two beautiful souls together on one card, you and your wife. Yes, yeah. Nicest people in the world. My wife and I both picked a card out of the deck, wrote our names on it, and then somehow they became one card. I don't understand how that's done. Um, MT, you're still hanging out with us. Yeah. Uh, do you consider um, magic to be a form of art? Is that something you think is oh, a yeah, form of art? Definitely, definitely. So is this I a way? I'm approved. Is this a way to celebrate the first Friday to go out and find some uh, magic somewhere? Maybe we can take York with us somewhere and do some if magic tonight to work, somewhere. I'd be making some Craig Collins drinks disappear up at the VFW. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do a thing, York, where we take you out around town and Hello? we just shoot a video. Any day, you just do go. any tricks you want. We're going to right now. Let's go wherever, wherever you want to go, Craig. I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like you're going to hide people in the stands. Every no, I'm kidding. Um, that's awesome, man. Uh, uh, just before we go, give us all your social media handles again. Uh, yeah, PeoriaMagicMan.com, or you can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram at YortSpades, Y-O-R-T-S-P-A-D-E-S, YortSpades. Cool. And then, uh, Eric, how do people get in touch with the VFW? Uh, just come on down to the VFW. Uh, all of our bartenders really have a good idea what we're doing and what's happening down there. Yeah. Uh, come down and get some, ask for that Craig Collins special do it. as well as a drink. It's great. Yes, the Craig Collins so, special is fantastic. How much is it? The drink is $3, and then yes. you get the Craig Collins Special and other drinks. You just have to ask for it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You can actually just ask for a Craig Collins Special, and there's a few other drinks. The Casper Beer is in that lineup. There's a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff there. Uh, MT, one more time, since you're still in studio, why don't you run through some of the stuff that's going on for First Friday that you wanted to recommend for people? Catch me up at Studio 606. I'm going to be heading hitting the Guild and the Sunbeam Building and the Contemporary Art Center, uh, talking to different people, and then I'll be hitting up to Studio 606. Nice. Uh, and then uh, other stuff you said was going on this weekend that you think people should check out. You said the Farmer's Market was one of those places. Farmer's Market. You can go see some amazing, amazing magic down there. But uh, one of my favorite potters down there, Jim Carl, some of the most amazing pottery. Uh, his brother mm-hmm. was a, a member of 22VA. 
and uh, it's the most amazing pottery you'll see down there.